I find if you fill a venue with uh, your closest friends and improvisers <laughs> of the city. Um, so this is a really exciting show because we've never, at first, we've never done a live show before, so this is really exciting. Can you tell? I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I should look at you or at the audience. No, this is a really exciting show for us because this is actually the launch of our second season. We didn't even ask for that Yeah, we, that was unasked for. And this is, um, we're, we have some of Ottawa's funniest people in... I don't in, know what to do with my in legs. In the crowd. Why are you sitting like that? I don't that? know. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Christina, before we started, said, I promise not to ham it up. And I'm not. This is just my genuine self freaking out. Yeah. Um, so welcome, everybody. Um, I'm going to read through who all is performing tonight, and just to, we'll do it later, again later. But So tonight, we have... Matt Barrow, Melissa Brittany, Colleen Wang, Angus McDonald, Leslie Cherapy, Jordan Moffat, Des Warmington, Al Connors, Dan Lajois, Jennifer Whiteford, Lorenzo Patino. Hey! And us. And us. I'm Christina. I'm Ryan. And we're Scene Partners. Okay, so yeah. um, although we're friends and I really care about you, I you like you. You won't talk to me outside of the podcast. We don't talk. I chased very... Ryan around Irene's being like, let's catch up. He's like, not without the mics. It's <laughs> like, dear um, God. No, but we didn't see each other much this summer, so. No. We, uh... I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Are, are we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. How was your summer? It was really good. Yeah? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I went on five vacations. Do you work? I feel like, like that's relatable. Yeah, I feel like people yeah, are really gonna yeah, like people me. People are gonna love that. you. People <laughs> with like, like their two too. weeks holidays. Yeah. Um, um, do I have a favorite? Yes. Yeah. Is that what you asked? Sure. No. no yeah. I just wanted to hear that because I do. So I went to New York with a couple of girlfriends. Couple of them are here. Let's get a woo. <laughs> yep. It wasn't all of the people that wooed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to an improv festival. I went to Del Close Marathon in New York City. It was amazing. What is that for people who don't know what it Del Close Marathon three is? It's a three-day, 24 hours a day improv festival. It has happened 18 years. I'm making that fact up. Uh, it was started by the Upright Citizens Brigade. It's amazing. But that doesn't really matter because I saw Jason Manzoukas have a boner. <laughs> Um, okay, and this is getting really niche. This is where I really <laughs> wanted to... Yeah. People you, that listen to our podcast mainly like improv and other podcasts. Who here knows who Jason Manzoukas is? Yeah! Thank you. It's a demographic. All uh, right. Okay, can, he, I tell, can I tell you the story? Am I telling you the story or the did audience? Did he come into your hotel room? Like, where do you see boners? Just on the oh street? Oh, my God. Could I even dream a dream as great as Jason Manzoukas walking into my hotel room? Okay. Okay, so... Paint the picture for okay. me. Okay. So anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with Jason Manzoukas and I'm obsessed with Paddington, too. That's all you need to know to understand this story. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know both of those things to be true. So, me and my friends, front row, no, second row. Second row of the theater. Jason Manzouk is not on the lineup. Not even named. No, who is that guy? Right? And so this, this group comes out. It's all of these famous improvisers. It's like Paul Shear, Jessica St. Clair, all of these famous... These are famous people famous in a very people niche for community. You know. So, anyways, last person to come out, not named, Jason Manzoukas. I lose my mind already. So then they start doing some scenes, right? 
And Jason Manzukis pulls the guy who plays Kenneth from 30 Rock. What's his name? Jack McBriar? Yeah. McBriar? Yeah. Sure, him. He's not as famous as Jason Manzukis to he me. He is probably more famous. Pulls him out of the scene to do another scene as a romantic couple. And he's like, sweetie, I know what you did. And Jack McBriar's like, what do you mean, honey? And he goes, I know you watched Paddington 2 without me. Thank you. Could you even imagine the love of your life, who's like a 48-year-old man, referencing your favorite movie of what? all time? How active were your Out ovaries? Out of every movie he could name, he names not Paddington. Like, he could have just said Paddington, but he said yeah. Paddington 2. Yeah. So you had a good time in New York then? And then he got a boner on stage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess Sorry, I should have like, yeah, got back there. That wasn't about... You on didn't have stage? A, yeah, and it wasn't about Paddington, too. That would have been <laughs> weird. It was like someone in a scene was grinding him, and there was a very clear moment where he was like, oh, and then he had to... And you, like, you got a glimpse. I'm glad we're back together. I wonder what, like... Are you, it did was, he? Did he know he had a like? I yes, guess you know. Do you know. not know if you have no, a boner? Like an unconscious. That's a legitimate question. Do you no. not know? Do you sometimes go? Oh. <laughs> no, you know. You know most times. He probably most knew. Most times, so not every okay. time. He definitely knew. He Nine walked, times out of ten, you he know. He walked away, sort of like shuffled with his back to the audience, and then waited a minute before coming back. Was he wearing sweatpants? No, he was wearing tighter pants. Okay. So you could. It was you know. I got, and you could see some things. So I had a brush with the celebrity. Did you? I did. I didn't see his penis, but... Well, then I don't care to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so everybody knows who Ryan Reynolds is, right? Yeah. He's okay, not as famous niche. as Jason Minzikis. <laughs> you know. Okay, so we're... Um, uh, my, my wife and I were staying at a hotel... It was the, this very small town in Ireland, and um, it was like, it was beautiful, it was a beautiful day out, and we see these people come like out of the elevator and go like leave the building, and I'm like on my computer, and Sarah's like, oh, that person looked famous. I was like, oh yeah, we're in like tiny town Ireland, there's no way. And then she's like, I'm convinced. And then, so... <laughs> We followed them. Oh, uh, and, so creepy. And we were like, and then she, in the meantime, is Googling what these famous people's kids look like. Okay, wait. To see did she know, or did she say, she did th she, she Google, thought. I saw someone who looks famous, what would their kids no, look she, like? No, she thought she knew who it was. Uh, and then so they left, and we were like, well, we have, we've come all this way to Ireland. <laughs> we have to see them. And then... We were like sitting on a bench outside because we we're like knowing, all right, they have to come back in the main entrance, don't they? Like they're normal people like us. And, uh, and then so they, they're walking in and we we're just about to give up. We were like so close to giving up. And then it's like, that's them. And then she looked and it's Blake Lively with a no, big stop hat it. over her head and Ryan Reynolds with like sunglasses and For a some hat. reason, I completely forgot that you spoiled who it was yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm so surprised yeah. again. And it was Did like, you say hi? It was like, you felt like they were like normal, but the, you also felt like they were famous. That you would sit outside waiting then, for them to come through. And then the door. so we yeah, all yeah. we already felt creepy. So then why not more? So then they like go and they go start going to the elevator, and we were like, well, we also have to go to the elevator. <laughs> and so we followed them, and we are like waiting for the elevator with them. You're the worst type of people. <laughs> it goes like bike thieves, and then you. No, no, no. To me. 
And then we're like, yeah, yeah, like, how is Sisterhood the Traveling Pants? Just kidding, we didn't say anything. But then they, they had... Out of every movie, it's like Deadpool 2, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's a good Pants. movie. It's, I like the second one. It's better. Unpopular opinion, but I like the second the one. The first one's sad. The first one, I used to when I was 15 and that movie first came out. There's a scene at the end where the girl in Greece runs to the ferry and they see each other and they run off and there's like this beautiful song playing. I used to find that clip on YouTube and watch it and cry. <laughs> Because I was like, I'll never have that. So then they had their two kids there, and they're sitting, they're in like a stroller, and they're yeah. they're these like little cute blonde daughters. They're like twins or whatever. I don't know. They're not twins. And then they also had a nanny because I follow both on Instagram. Sure. Not the kids, the parents. No. <laughs> you follow the nanny on Instagram too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then uh, the kids were like, "Hello," or they had British accents in my head. I don't think they did. Uh, <laughs> But then, and so I'm like, hi, and I'm like trying to like use this as an end for me and Ryan Reynolds to like hit it off, and we didn't. And then did he say anything to you? Well, then the elevator came down, and we're like, you guys go ahead. And then they're like, no, you go ahead. And and we did this like Canadian like you go, you go. And then the nanny was like, you go. And then we're like, okay, we're going. <laughs> and then so then like obviously this was probably the most important moment in our lives to this point, and. Uh, <laughs> And then we're like sitting at breakfast. We were still talking about the next day. And then we're like, why are we still thinking about this? Because for them, they've forgot about that. Like, they did, it wasn't, it they didn't even register had it to for remember, them. Yeah. And they were like, remember that really sweet couple that wanted us no, to go? No, you go. No, you go. They're like, those I people just were you weird. going first and just riding it until it comes back yeah. down. Be like, Whoops. Hello. <laughs> we don't know. What happened? We're crazy. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's so that really was the good. best part of your summer. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you put it as the best moment of your life, so that goes above your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Just slightly concerned. Also, I feel. I like think even Sarah would admit that it was better than the marriage. I kind of feel like you were never going to be friends with Ryan Reynolds, if I'm being totally honest with you. But I do think Sarah could have been friends with Blake Lively. I just do. That. That's probably true. No, it is true. I think it's that's, like fact. If you yeah. just given her a window to be like, "Hey, Blake." Gossip Girl, XOXO. They would have been instant buds. Yeah. I dropped the ball. You dropped the ball. But I agree. We, we wouldn't have been friends. And I also didn't have anything to say other than, like, I like Vancouver. <laughs> like, he's heard, he's heard it all, yeah. Um, I once sat next to Alanis Morissette in the Glebe <laughs> Starbucks, and she was talking about how Ryan Reynolds was not very nice to her. So you remember that. <laughs> She was doing an interview, and she was like, yeah, he broke she my heart. She was doing an interview in Starbucks? At, in the Glebe. <laughs> and I Trash sat, talking. I sat directly right. next to her the whole time. And I was not, I just stared at her. <laughs> like, what I realized is, like, famous people know that they're famous. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, like, play it cool. Like, maybe they'll think I'm just, like, a chill person like everybody else. They know. <laughs> they know they're not regular. But then I feel like sometimes, since doing stand-up in Ottawa, sometimes I think I'm famous because I'll do a show <laughs> no. and then I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll recognize someone from the audience and I'll be like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. They never say anything. They clearly don't remember. They're like, is that the awkward girl who read her purity <laughs> journal? And I'm like, hi, how are you? Third row to the left. I love you. <laughs> so they feel famous in that yeah. situation. Um. I also... I feel like people are feeling very sad for me. <laughs> like, I care about you deeply. You're not Ottawa famous. 
I know. I just sometimes forget that. Like, if you did stand up with, like, I don't know. I don't even know who's Ottawa famous. Uh, who's that? Like Jim Watson. Yeah. <laughs> if I open for Jim. I, lo- I love that our celebrity, local celebrities, like, the mayor? That, that guy? I'm not even a fan. <laughs> well, you want to open for him, so... I would. Uh. Oh, um... I think this uh, is going who, really well. who the dude from Friends help me out? Matt... Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. He's from Ottawa. No, is he? Yes. Oh. So is, uh, so is Alanis Morissette. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, it's funny because when we edit this podcast, we often edit out all the places where I'm like, what's that guy's name in that movie that that person directed? And there's usually like these 20-second silences <laughs> where I'm on my phone Googling. And I just edit that out. So sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that you know that movie with that director named Jim Watson? <laughs> Got it. Um. Uh, speaking of sad, okay, because I'm still thinking of Sister of the Traveling Pants because I will be going home and watching that. We- have you seen To All the Boys I Loved Before? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have watched it, I kid you not, 11 times. <laughs> it, I- I'm just waiting for Netflix to do that tweet that's like, to the three people who yeah. have watched All the Boys in Love before 35 times, we see you and we hear you. It's, uh, <laughs> I, okay, so yeah, I have seen it. Did it's, you love it? I loved it. Oh my God. It's so good. It makes me want to go back to high school, be pretty, and meet a cute guy. How old is that guy? Like, is he legal? Because l- He's 22. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Des. <laughs> thank you, Des. He's a babe. Des from Crush. Crush Improv knows, knows how, how old. <laughs> it's totally reasonable. It's fine. Peter um, Krasinski. He, like, I wanted to touch him. <laughs> He's so good looking, and his eyebrows are so thick. These are things we usually would cut out if we were in No, studio. but, like, I want to touch him. I'm Irish, and I've never had the privilege of having thick eyebrows. That guy has thick eyebrows. I am not Irish, and I have the privilege of having thick eyebrows, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Within, like, three days, I have a unibrow. Yeah. It's just non-start. Um, but, to, okay, I should give you a moment. Do you want to talk about why you like that movie so much? I mean, I think it's, it's beautiful. Um, they're really sweet. Yeah. I like that she doesn't lose her friends or that herself. Is nice. <laughs> um, okay, my question is, in the end, when he was like, you were never second best. Does that mean the whole time he wants to date her and he's just made this plan to try to date her? Am I explaining that well? I think he's... <laughs> I'm not explaining it well, or that's not what happened? I think he's trying to reassure her that you probably thought you were second best, but in you were never playing second fiddle to this girl. Okay, because in my head, I'm thinking he's like, I really am like this girl, but she's clearly in love with the, her sister's ex-boyfriend. So I'm going to, and it makes me like him slightly less. He's like, I'm going to make this plan of like, be my fake girlfriend no, and I'll no, slowly win no. her over. I'm going to agree with the audience here. You're wrong. By audience, you mean <laughs> one person. That's just like, no. Who's your friend? I know. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. Um, but 
I thought that dude at the start, so I'm really bad with movie names. I would edit this out normally. Uh, the dude at the start who is dating her sister. He's a right-wing Josh. asshole. He's a right-wing asshole in real life. Did you okay, know that? Okay, well, don't ruin everything Sorry. for me. Changes how you see him in the movie. It's like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Now you're trying to watch and be like, mm. What happened with Tim Allen? He's a jackass. Really? He's a Republican jackass. Well, there goes I mean, Santa Claus. No, you have to watch it. And reruns of Home Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Was that good? I pulled that out of nowhere. That was also because your impressions that you practice are so bad, <laughs> and that was so good. They're very niche. They're very oh niche. Oh my god! <clears throat> no, okay, that one was worse. Fine. Just that was worse. Did it once. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stopped after the one. <laughs> anyway, I thought the movie was setting him up to be the hot guy, and so you're seeing this guy who's dating her sister, yeah. and you're like, oh, this guy's Did so Did you watch hot. Pretty Little Liars? No. Okay, don't watch it. It's a waste of time. Sure. But uh, the, the older sister is the evil girl from Pretty Little Liars, and I oh. couldn't get it out of my head. I was like, oh, you're going to kill someone by the end of this movie. And nobody died. And nobody died. But okay, it was a great movie. I heard they're going to make a second one. What? Because... <laughs> Did somebody say shh? This isn't a spoiler. No, I think they said, like, shut up. <laughs> uh, the guy who comes to the door at the very end apparently is, like, involved in the second one. Oh, one of the people who got the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever do that when you were younger, like, write lo love letters that you just never sent? No, I sent them. You sent? Did oh, you, yeah. Did you write? Because I was that, like, bra I had that much bravado that I was like, she's gonna love this. And Dear she Blake Lively, I love Sisters of the Traveling Okay, fan. Okay, I do have a real-life story that happened. Does everybody remember the show Lost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Do you remember the girl named, I forget, um, but her, the, the actress name is Evangeline Lilly. She was also then in The Hobbit one or Kate. Kate. JP's too far away to help <laughs> yeah, us JP out Yeah, JP usually now. Googles this shit. Uh, so Kate, and then she, uh, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the hottest show because Kate, whatever. Okay. And I wrote her a letter to something, something Hawaii, because I filmed in, in Hawaii. And she wrote me back. And it was like a picture of her. And on the back, she was like, dear Ryan, thank you for your letter. Yes, you can also be an actor someday. If you she did not write that well, right. You I know that, right? I, no, you know <laughs> Okay, come on! I always thought I was people's favorite scene partner, and this has been a very rude <laughs> awakening for me. So anyway... I just, I'm sorry, that's the most generic message. Evangeline Lilly wrote me a letter. And I'm... I'm <laughs> and then I was like, well, obviously it's not stopping here because things are getting good. Mm -hmm. So I wrote her back. <laughs> and then she wrote me again. No! Just for the people listening, Ryan got up and kicked the air like the cool guy he is. So in my family memory book that my mom keeps, I have two signed letters from Evangeline Lilly saying, you can be an actor too someday. I also love whatever. I don't know, almond milk. I, I love that your mom keeps a memory book. My mom just listens to this podcast and calls me going, you sounded drunk on that episode. 
<laughs> but it's like a memory box for your mom because you talk a lot about your childhood. I, do, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She also told me to stop saying used condom so much. <laughs> She's like, why not just say condom? <laughs> why did it need different. to be used? Yeah, it's different. Uh, it's a good question. It's like another though. layer to the story, though. It, no, it's like if Jake and Jason Manzuka said Paddington yeah. or Paddington 2, details are funny. Details are important. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now you just brought me back to that moment. Um, I, I had another celebrity encounter. Sorry, I'm just going off oh it. Do you want me to stop? No, keep going. Uh, okay. Does everybody know who Zane Malik is? <laughs> no, this is actually less. Um, I was cyberbullied this summer. Oh, my God. Stop winning the audience <laughs> over. So, G, does everybody know what GQ is? It's a magazine. How are you living? You're being so patronizing, and yet they're like, we're with you, Ryan. Explain more to us. Uh, yeah. Okay, so GQ is great. Uh, actually, I have no opinion on GQ. Anyway, I don't. I really don't. Uh, but on Instagram, GQ posted this picture, and it was like, Zayn Malik, effortlessly cool. And I was like, whoa. First off, he has a neck tattoo. Nobody is trying to be effortless by going to be like, yeah, can I get a huge thing up above my ear? And he just looked like such a douchebag. So then I wrote, and I don't normally do this. It sounds like you're the bully. No. <laughs> oh my God, good neck tattoo, bro. No, I don't normally do this, but I left a comment on, and I was like, nothing says effortlessly cool like a neck tattoo. You actually went on his Instagram no, 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 and commented on GQs, on this? No, on GQ. So he's like one part removed. That's how I like my bullies. <laughs> just one part removed. But then all these fans of Zayn Malik were like, yeah, you look like you're trying too hard. Yeah, you look like a douchebag. And they were so mean I to me. I hope they listen to her podcast where you're like, do I look urban chic or urban street? Am I like, urban street? And I, for like a week straight, I was getting messages from Zayn Malik fans. And there'd be like the page, like Zayn Malik fans Instagram. And it'd just be pictures of him. Like, you know, those accounts. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, you're trying too hard. Quit it. You're just jealous. And I felt really bad. So I went back and I deleted my comment. Guys! <laughs> he bullied Zayn Malik! He's fine! He, Zayn is He's fine. He's going through a breakup. You don't know. He's is vulnerable, he? yeah. Who, who did he break up with? Gigi Hadid. Oh, I don't no, know that, how to say her That name. was The weekend. No. Wrong, wrong Hadid. Is that her last name? Is that Hadid? Yeah. That was Bella, Beba? I don't know their names. On the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, oh The Weeknd was performing, and one of them, Hadid's, was walking by. Yeah. And they looked at each other like, miss this? <laughs> and she was like, no. That's my dream. If I ever have a breakup, I want to become a Victoria's Secret yeah. model. I want my ex to succeed because I'm not a bad person. I want him to become a famous musician, and then I want us to have this moment that's like, you good? You miss this? Yeah. That's it. That's Do you all have I want. any exes who are really successful right now? All of them. All of them, actually? I really do feel like people break up with me and then they just, <laughs> they, they just skyrocket. <laughs> and it's not just romantically, like, Career-wise, they start doing better. Socially, they become less awkward. Like, I hope my exes creep my Instagram to be like, oh, wow, he's doing so well. I sometimes go on my best friend's Facebook to creep my ex-boyfriend, who now is married and has a baby, and it feels wrong. 
Like, I accidentally, I just, like, I feel like I need to move on at this point. Like, they're having a second child. I feel like. Do you like it? Do you like the picture? I, I guess it's her, his, his, his I Instagram. liked one once. They don't know each other. I don't know why they're yeah. Facebook friends. Should we do our segment? Um, we should, because we're running out of time. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Okay, hit the segment music. Are you going to do it? Had a great summer, but did you change? Had a great summer, uh, hope you changed. Uh, so we did this segment before. Thank you, Des. <laughs> we did a segment before the summer called I Love You, Please Change. I really lost this audience. They're like, yeah. oh, if Ryan had been singing, I would have thrown my top on this stage. <laughs> Nobody would have done <laughs> that. Fucking Christina again. Uh, because we really do care about each other, but this spontaneous segment of We Love You, Please Change just emerged out of nowhere. Um, Christina. No, it did. You had your answers ready. I did ready. have things prepared. You're like, we should do this segment just like off the cuff of like, have a great summer, please change. Okay, here are the three <laughs> things I want you to change. Okay, so just because it's fine if you didn't listen, but I just want to remind people, I asked Christina to, because Christina's very busy, I said, please take some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. I said, talk less about your bangs. <laughs> And I said, experiment sexually. Okay, I feel like seeing Jason Manzoukas on that stage with that boner, check on the experiment sexually. Otherwise, no, doing the same old position, same old routine. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank God only my mom <laughs> listens to this podcast. There are used condoms. Good. Good. It's the grossest thing I've ever said. Good. Okay, in terms of my bangs... Did you talk less about them? <laughs> because you referenced them I a feel lot. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like the summer's not a fair time to make that change. If you say something, something sweaty, greasy it hair... It is, though. It's just like the humidity, it, they curl, and I freak out about it. So I think I talked about them more. But now that it's fall... Okay, I went to my hairdresser the other day for a bang trim. It was the first day of fall. It was so cool out. I walked in. I was wearing tights, to be clear. So, like, clearly fall attire. And she looks at my hair and goes, ah, must be humid out there. <laughs> it's like, no, it's very crisp. Okay, so, so in conclusion, you did Still not talk. Still talking about yeah. my bangs, always will. Did you take some time for yourself? Self-care. Uh, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give I you. I failed at I'm all. I'm gonna give you like a half out of three. I went on vacation. Okay, five times. Five times. Good for you. Thank you. So yes, I took some time for myself. Good. Okay. What did you? T I I oh, do forget. Sorry. Okay, I asked Ryan. I slipped four in. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that happened. Okay, so one, I asked you to deal with your bathroom issues. You have a lot of anger around bathroom etiquette. Okay, no, I'm going to list people them who all. I know. Okay. I can tell you did not deal with that one. Uh, the second one's interesting in terms of your recent online bullying. <laughs> I asked you to care less about your appearance. I, yeah. Um, I asked you, this one's fun uh, and really shows more about me than you. I asked you to accept me for who I am. <laughs> That was the most self-aggrandizing, like, please think and about me. And then I said you should say dirtier words. <laughs> so how did uh, your summer go? Did you achieve any of these? I, I, I think I said something dirty. Did you? What was it? I can't. Say it now. Uh, on the podcast. <laughs> uh, let me come back to you on that one. Um, I have thought about you, and I am ready to accept you. 
for who I am. If you talk less about your bangs. I will not. Yeah. Um, I'm having a good bang day today, so I'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, see, this is defeating the purpose. Bad. They parted at a weird spot, and there was an undercurl. <laughs> Fucking disaster. Okay, and I just think I, sh- I should say, I w- when you work in an office, you get really... Okay, I don't. so you wa- haven't worked with your I bathroom issues. We're all adults. Why are people leaving the toilet unflushed? It shouldn't, it's not my problem. I'm just trying to call other adults out. I flush the toilet. That's a normal thing. Flush it. I'm not... This isn't weird for me to be mad that people don't well, flush the toilet. What was your so- other one that someone turned the lights off? Okay, And well, you were so nervous, people would think it was weird that you're in the dark, but it was someone else that turned the lights off. Obviously, you didn't come into the bathroom. You're like, time to poop. <laughs> okay, but because I was worried, like, who? what am I going to say to the person coming in? And Nothing. they're like, oh, Nothing. there's somebody in the stall in the dark. Say they don't nothing. know that I was here. And so I had to rehearse in my... That is so creepy. Just install three, man. I said, I said, I... Okay, I said, hey. You don't... (laughs) That makes it seem like you turned the lights off. If you hadn't said anything or if you had been like, so awkward, can you turn the lights on? No, don't say that either. Okay, we should probably invite up our first stand-up. Oh, I feel so bad inviting them up to No, this. this is a perfect time. Okay, we're going to invite up our first stand-up. Um, this person appeared on our podcast, and she's very funny. Uh, please give it up for Jennifer Whiteford, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer. Uh, I, I don't get out much, especially this week, because I'm, uh, I'm the mom of two little children. And I know what kind of a mom I look like. I know I look like the mom that prefers the nutritious medicine of the farmer's market over, like, vaccination. <laughs> but I assure you, I, uh, my kids have had all the needles, so if y'all get polio, it's not my fault. <laughs> something you've picked up from a bathroom somewhere, maybe, like what Brian said. So I've been married around 10 years, and I've gotten to know my husband very well, and one thing I can tell you about him is that he is only afraid of one thing, and that's ghosts. (laughs) And I feel that ghosts is the fear you have when you are the most privileged person in society. It's like, if you're not afraid of being shot by the cops or that, you know, you're scared to walk home alone or that your supply of potable water is going to be tainted for decades, then, like, the universe kind of is saying, well, what can we make this asshole afraid of? How about something that doesn't exist? And his lack of fear can be an issue with us when we're trying to decide what to watch on TV or, or for a movie, because the Venn diagram of things I like to watch and the Venn diagram of things he, and the things he likes to watch only has a tiny sliver of overlap, and it's basically like Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and so when we try and decide what to watch, he wants to watch something scary, and I don't want to watch anything scary. Like... I find it's scary enough just being like a lady in the world. (laughs) Like, I don't need to watch a horror movie about someone being stuck in a scary house because last week I got on an elevator with a guy who was too stupid to press five and instead he pressed emergency stop. (laughs) And we were the only two on the elevator. And then the phone rang because of the emergency part of the stopping And instead of pressing pick up the phone, he pressed hang up on the phone. And I thought, well, I guess this is my murder. (laughs) 
Like when you're a woman, everyone tells you you're going to get murdered. They just don't tell you when it's going to happen. It's like a special surprise. And so, like I said, we've been married about 10 years, and uh, we don't have very many arguments anymore. And that's because we're tired. It's not because we're not annoyed with each other regularly. But now, instead of having a big argument, I just do something weird and passive-aggressive. Like, I pretend I don't know who Benedict Cumberbatch is. And then I watch him try to explain it to me. And he starts off naming all the movies, and he's like, I swear we saw that one together. And I say, no, I think that was an ex-girlfriend of yours. And by the end, he's so frustrated, he's just repeating, like, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I get to say, that doesn't sound like a real person. And because that's true, he also starts to doubt the existence of Benedict Cumberbatch. And that's called gaslighting, and you shouldn't do it. It is wrong. You should not make someone think they're crazy when they're not actually crazy. It's very mean. And I'm setting a terrible example for my children. I noticed the other day that my three-year-old was starting to uh, gaslight me. We were having this conversation. We're reading a book where these characters were fishing. And our whole family's vegetarian. And every once in a while, I like to check in with my kids so they know what we eat and don't eat. And so I said to my son, do we eat fish? And he said, oh, no. And I said, do you know why? And he said, because we're pterodactyls. <laughs> and it took me a minute, but I said, do you mean vegetarians? And he said, that's what I said. <laughs> and I thought, don't gaslight me, jackass. <laughs> like, you're only three years old. You're not a shrewd mental sophisticate. Like, the other day you forgot the word for chin and you called it the ceiling of your neck. <laughs> so I'll tell you one more story about this child whose intelligence was once again called into question recently when I got a call from his childcare center in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, you don't look like a crowd that has a lot of children amongst you, but let me tell you, if a call comes from a daycare in the middle of the afternoon, they're never calling to be like, things are great. <laughs> it's all cool. Just wanted to let you know. In this particular instance, they were calling to tell me that they had brought the kids to the park and my child was the one who ate the mushrooms that were growing on the ground. <laughs> And when you do that, you call poison control, and they say, take that kid to the hospital. And so I did. And so they dealt with the poisoning. They gave him some goop to drink for the toxins. And then they had to deal with the second issue that can happen when someone eats mushrooms they're not supposed to. And they were very professional about it. They said, uh, well, these mushrooms might have had some uh, hallucinogenic properties. Have you noticed any changes in behavior in your son? I don't know if you all know many three-year-olds, but it's impossible to tell if a three-year-old is high or just being a three-year-old. Like if a full-grown adult man appeared in my kitchen in his underpants and was like, I'm Spider-Man, then I would be like, you're high. I'm sure of it. But when my three-year-old appears in the kitchen in his underpants and says, I Spider-Man, I just say like, Cool. That's great. Wash your hands for dinner. Thank you. I'm Jennifer Whiteford.
All right, everybody, we're going to keep rolling. I'm going to invite up actually an improv group right now. And um, everybody that's performing, yes, uh, was on uh, our podcast uh, this season. And they're all tremendously funny people. We love them all. Um, I don't know how to introduce you. Can I just, can I say the Improv Embassy? Please welcome up the Improv Embassy. that has uh, several small locations inside of it, kind of like a mall. Water park! A water park, uh, sure. Trade show. Flea market. Trade Flea show. An airport. Show. Flea market. I got, I got 
A yo-yo and a half-chewed gum. Four ninety-nine. Rabbit's foot. I have a raspberry lip smacker. I have just the disc to Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> oh! 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 So you've come to see the shrine as well. Oh. Mom? Yeah, Mom? 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 Yes, it is the mother of our civilization. The disc of knowledge. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> what was it called, Mr. Gregorium's Wander Emporium? Oh, yes! <laughs> Who was in that one? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Megorio. Okay, yes, yes. It's said whoever does a line of cocaine off the disc will become a supreme ruler. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? What are you, doing? <laughs> you just have coke on you. That's a lot of coke. <laughs> That's a freaking gorilla That's like an unsafe man. amount of coke. Oh my god, he is freaking gorilla. Oh, he's. Oh, he just. Oh. That is a bunch of booger sugar. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! Well, how does it feel? Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us? What do you see? Okay, I got like four great business ideas. <laughs> okay! <laughs> for the sharks as well. Yeah, we have to get it in the middle now. <laughs> you have to test it in the middle? Two sharks on either side. And I'm, what's his name? I'm a friend's lady. Ooh, nice. Don't forget that. I'm a nurse shark. Ooh, should, we should we switch to Dragon's Den? Would people more be more comfortable? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm still Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> what was your pitch? Oh, my pitch, yes. Um, so it's like... Please, stand forward. Yes, Please, pitch, pitch, yeah. pitch, 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 It's like a belt. I'll give you eight billion dollars for one percent. Any more? Any more? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. As the only lady dragon,
go, you guys. How good was that? Ryan, you know, you know what that scene reminded me of? What did it remind you of? The first time Ryan and I did an improv show together was in a, a condo uh, all-purpose room. You know how the, some of those cool <laughs> condos have like a multi-purpose room? First show. The first show. My dad came. It was the only. There's some people who came to that. Number one fans. <laughs> Uh, my dad came. It was the only improv show he's ever come to. And we had, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. And we had a Dragon's Den scene, except not nearly as good as that one. And Ryan and I <laughs> were pitching something to the Dragons, and Ryan decided that it was a breastfeeding pump. But as he said breast, so like, it was like breast he made direct eye contact with my very military father and turned bright red. It's because I don't want you to tell He's me. He's never come back I or know. called me. I don't want to know who's in the audience. I know, and he was sitting so close, and he doesn't laugh because, again, very military. And then here's Christine and I doing, um, Angus, you're going to be Christina's dad. And... We're doing this scene. And you're like, and put like, your breast out. Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, this is going to be a breast. <laughs> and I couldn't not look at him. <laughs> and he hated me. He has not told me he's loved me no. since God's. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. Yeah. He does. Uh, I think he does. Do you want to introduce our next stand-up? Yes, our next performer is a stand-up comedian from Ottawa. He was a scene partner's guest. Please give it up for Lorenzo Patino. Hi, guys. I, uh, I got here late. Uh, I came in during Jennifer's set, so I hope you guys are ready to hear my new six minutes on uh, Lost and Jason Manzuka's dick. Right? It's about the girth, really, right? Uh, sorry, I've, I start at the bar. Uh, I did come in late, though, and the best part uh, about it was I like, said hey to JP, and he had no idea who I was. None. Completely. Yeah, I could be David Brennan for all you know. It's an inside joke. I wish I was David Brennan. He's such a lovely man. Um, but uh, I will tell you guys, uh, the reason I was late is because I'm a single parent half the time, uh, and the other half the time, I'm a goddamn mess, Okay. <laughs> And my babysitter was late, which is why I was late getting here. Um, and I think, like, women, I think, are just better at um, everything. Uh, you thought I was going to say parenting. Sexist. Jeez. Should just get off now and protest. Uh, but uh, let's see how the race jokes go over. So uh, one thing I'm excited for... Uh, with the weather turning. So, like, pretend it's, like, two days ago, because uh, this jo joke worked better then. Uh, but it, I like when it was colder, because I could do this joke about shawls. Uh, and what's the deal with shawls, guys? Huh? Right? Am I right, ladies? Is it just me, or have they dramatically increased in length in the last couple of years? Like, there's a lady I work with that had one that goes down to, like, her ankles. And, like, at that point, aren't we just wearing, like, formal blankets? And, like, what about me? I get cold, right? You know, and like, I can't wear a shawl at work, even though I'd fucking rock it, okay? But I can't. And like, I was thinking for the longest time about like, what's the male equivalent of a shawl? Uh, and then I realized, right? It's the poncho. But here's the problem is I'm Mexican. And if I go around work wearing a poncho, I think that's just gonna reinforce a negative Mexican stereotype. And I'm already really lazy and like to take naps. So, good, good, you laughed. You like these next series of jokes? <laughs> that I have. 
it's the hardest thing doing race jokes in this town because they have to be like accessible enough where you get the stereotype and also personal. That's the key that I've figured out. And like the thing about it being Mexican is like I get very self-conscious when I'm doing something that's a stereotype, right? Like I spilled a glass of water at uh, the bar and I refuse to clean it up because I don't want to be accused of taking somebody's job. So <laughs> left it there. Good, see? Accessible. Uh, I also, uh, I also, whenever I do gardening, I get like dressed in really formal attire. Like I'll mow the lawn in a three-piece suit, and like I did that one time, and this guy like pulled over. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "No, I live here," and uh, kept going. And then there's like when I'm with my kids, and we're like going to schoolyard, and there's a fence, and they want to like jump over it, and I'm like, "Nope, we're gonna go around." <laughs> Wait at a gate for a white person to open the door. I don't need Doug Ford on my ass, right? Notwithstanding that, that, that joke's good for three more days, probably, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jokes that are only good for a couple of days, uh, with Donald Trump, we have a very, very short shelf life of jokes. So I'm going to try something that I did on Monday to see if it still works today. Uh, not this joke, that's leading up to it. So uh, I, do, I am from the States originally. Uh, I grew up there in California, and um, I think Donald Trump might be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened in US politics. And I come from the state that elected the lead actor of Kindergarten Cop as governor twice, right? <laughs> but uh, the, the newer joke is that uh, Trump said this week that he uh, is gonna refute the Bob Woodward book. Do you guys hear about the Bob Woodward book? Do you hear this? Do you hear about this? This is the most Jay Leno joke I've ever written. Uh, <laughs> So, like, you hear about this Bob Woodward book, and then Trump said he's going to write his own book to refute it, right? But a lot of people don't know. It's going to be a coloring book, <laughs> but you don't actually color anything in because it's all white anyway. <laughs> Boom! Good. Great. Okay, I know the rest of the act. That's all the new stuff. Uh, so, I do get homesick, though, being from the States. I, I get homesick, and every now and then, uh, when I feel homesick, I like to take a nice long drive through Quebec. Oh, sorry, with Google Maps on so I can listen to it mangle French pronunciations. Like I was in Montreal and had to make a left turn on Boulevard René de la and it just trailed off and said, fuck it, you know where you're going, right? And like you may notice there I say Montreal because it's, it's not an act. Like it is who I am. I am American. And uh, there are things I refuse to do. I refuse to say Montreal like you guys do. Uh, I refuse to say color or flavor with a U. And I refuse to go to the doctor for something easily treatable, guys. <laughs> I plan to be the first person in Canada to die of tennis elbow. Oh, my voice cracked there. Great, I'm 37 and going through puberty, so it's wonderful. I have gray body hair and apparently also cracking voice. Good, too. I'm glad you all know that now. Um, but uh, where was I there? Uh, my mom was actually here on a trip recently. We were going to Quebec City, and she was just staring out the window for the longest time. She's looking out the window, and she like looks over at me. She goes, geez, how long does this Chemin place go on for? And I didn't have the heart to tell her, because uh, Americans can react violently when confronted with new knowledge, so I just left it. <laughs> Case in point, uh, my mom was here this summer and went to KFC, and she was indignant that the menu was not the same as it is in the States. Just really upset. And like, she got so upset that she just threw her money on the counter and just like, walked out. And I just like, stood there, and I apologized to the guy. I took the Canadian Tire money back, and I said, I'm sorry, and I paid. But uh, yeah, I guess that's my time, right? Okay, good. Thank you, guys. Give it up for Lorenzo Patino, everybody. Um, 
sometimes you you meet these people in your life, and they are people that you you lie in your bed thinking about, and not in that way, but in like a I wish I could be more like them way. Um, most of these people um, were on uh, season one. Uh, Crush Improv is going to come up, and if we could give a round of applause for these guys, because we love them so much. Everybody, Crush Improv! Okay, fine. 
All I wanted was a sandwich. I'm hungry. I'm, uh, one might say a little angry. Hey, maybe it's uh, your perspective on life, huh? It's true. You are a pessimist, friend. You always look at the, uh, the, 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 the shit that's going wrong with your life, and you're missing out on all the things that in your life that, that perhaps are great what? right before you. Have a puff. <laughs> Nicotine. Well, Daryl, did you learn another lesson? <laughs> I hired these paid actors to teach you a lesson. What <laughs> about about maybe liking the things I like instead of not liking the things that I don't have? That's right. And it's pay what you can, if you don't mind. <laughs>
thick egg spread. <laughs> I know it looks unappealing now, but soon it will be just like a you, you got some egg whites and then you left them out in the sun too long. I just Ooh. added the xanthan gum. Oh, she's added the xanthan gum. How about you take the reins, maybe? Sure. You gotta, you gotta start somewhere, right? You gotta start somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> hey, maybe you should take a five I'm fine. I'm fine. Listen, listen. I'll stir in this... Circular motion. Circular motion. Because, I mean, it's just so viscous. If you don't go in circular motions, it will congeal. Oh. Oh. Excuse me, Mr. Hellman. Yes? <laughs> I have concerns about your newest employee. Oh, please, uh, let the rest, uh, let's go over here. Earlier this morning when we were doing our debriefs and yes. our team cheer, yes. he was less than enthusiastic when we said mayonnaise! Oh. <laughs> Can you do the team cheer from scratch again for me? <laughs> Dad? Go with me here. No. <laughs> you think about mayonnaise? 
What comes no, over your head? Hendrix, uh, it's, it's a gun! Somewhere in the park! Dennis, are any of those thoughts? Of course they're good! Your mother got murdered in the park! What? Your mother got murdered in the you park! You told me she moved to Seattle! Yes! Hendrix has gone down in the tomb! What do you mean mom was murdered? Mom was murdered! By mayonnaise! What? It went rancid! <laughs> We're closing the factory! We're closing the factory! No, no, we don't need to close the factory. What do you mean? I just, we need a new direction. I need to leave. All right? I hate mayonnaise. And I think that's why our sales have started to go down. And I think I hate mayonnaise because of all the things that are connected to it. But you, Dennis, you're young. You're a little guy. Uh, you're a little guy with big ideas. All right? I just had it. And I want you to have the company. I called you up here because I want you to have the company. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, even though you were probably responsible for killing your mother. <laughs> I was thinking, but what if we dyed mayonnaise to a different color? Dennis, that's the exact thing you did that killed your mother. What? You started experimenting. You were five years old. You started putting oh, stuff in the mayonnaise. Hear me out, though. Christmas mayonnaise. It's like a swirl of green and red. Yes, that's the exact thing you Hold did on. to the mayonnaise. Easter mayonnaise. Pastels. Yes, you made your Uncle Roy very sick by doing something very similar to the mayonnaise. I'm starting to think that perhaps uh, handing you the business is not the right idea. Well, who do you want to hand the business to then, Dad? I made some deviled eggs! Perhaps your sister is willing to take it over. I mean... Not that anybody would think about putting a girl at the helm, even though I'm the eldest. <laughs> but I'm super capable. What about the new guy? Who? <laughs> Gary? Am I invisible? Yeah, Gary might deserve a I shot. I made deviled eggs! I am not about Gary. You two misogynist pieces of shit. <laughs> Gary? Hey, hello? Hello? I'm the new heir. I'm telling you. Because if I wait for you to do it, I'll get killed by one of your stupid Halloween mayonnaise ideas. So, <laughs> smash! <laughs> All right, the company's yours. Thank you. Denise? Thanks, Crush Improv. That was fantastic. Let's hear it again for Crush Improv! All right, we have one more thing we're going to do before we go. Uh, one of the things that just kind of like came out of nowhere, Christina and I are, uh, are both in, in long-term relationships, but we, but we always love giving advice to other people in relationships, uh, probably unsolicited. No uh, one asks me. Yeah. No one's actually ever asked me for relationship advice. Have, no? No. Are you sure? Yeah. No. I've seen your relationship and it's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so one thing we started doing is we, uh, there's probably copyright issues, so uh, Dear Babby, just kidding. Uh, we started uh, ripping off Dear Abby and we would read Dear Abby columns and some uh, very funny people would provide advice. Um, some really amazing women actually started providing advice. We're going to invite up some people right now. Um, Jen, you're going to come up. Des, you're going to come up. Colleen, you're going to come up. Let's hear it for Jen, Des, Colleen. Yeah, sit wherever you want, Colleen. Yeah, I'll sit on the end, yeah. 
Okay, so Christina, you've you've pulled the Dear Abby, and this is a real Dear Abby that was posted online, and she answered. This is. And I've never heard this, and 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 could we get a confirmation from the group that they've never heard this Dear Abby? I don't think anyone in the audience is like someone. Who reads Dear Abby? Prepped for this. The website that I steal them from is like the Phoenix Citizen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a very local paper. Uh, Okay. Okay, go ahead. Because I think we can really help this person. Okay. The title is, doesn't matter. Dear Abby, I'm 32 and have been dating my boyfriend, Jerome, in quotations, for five years. We That's both, a real name. And, fake name. Yeah, fake name for sure. We both have successful careers and lives of our own. However, when we visit his fam- family who live in the area, I'm subjected to baby talk from his mother. She's a wonderful woman who loves her family dearly, but she can't seem to converse with any of us without pitching her voice up an octave and talking in sentences as if we are babies. Oh, sweet Jerome, your girlfriend's so pretty. Is that a baby voice? It's kind of like a a New York mom is getting close to New York mom. Very sensual baby voice. Thank you. I did experiment sexually while (laughs) I was on my summer break. (laughs) This is why Jason does not listen to the podcast. In addition, she insists on calling her son every day to ask how his day is going or check on him if he hasn't been feeling well. Again with a baby. Does your tummy hurt? Again with a baby voice. I am at my wit's end. Jerome, no longer in quotation, so probably is his name. (laughs) (laughs) She's lost the like veneer of has addressed the issue several times with her and his father, but it never gets better. His father says that's who she is and it won't change. (laughs) I like that he can't (laughs) confront his mom, but he's like, Dad, Dad. quit it. Tell mom to stop. His parents now wonder why I seem so unhappy when I'm around them and and think I don't like them, but I'm just tired of the disrespect and I don't like that they expect me to accept the baby talk. Please help (laughs) me, dear Abby. Guys... She needs to break up with Jerome. They've been together for five years. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, what? If this bothers her so much yeah. that she's written this letter to the new, to a stranger at the newspaper. Dear Abby's like a friend to all of it's us. It's not going to change. This guy's mom has been his mom for like, what, 32 years? Okay, my question is, is baby talk that bad? Well, she That's what it. I think. It's doesn't seem that bad. Uh, Christina, did you guys have sex today? Did you touch each other? Uh, more, more than just the baby talk in general, it's the phone calls to be like, mm, Jerome, did you eat all your protein today? We like, don't know his name is Jerome. It might not be. Do you want me to call him Ryan? <laughs> Des? No. So we're going to stick to Jerome. Does your mother call that, you every day, that is right? almost That is where it feels like stepping on toes. Because the baby talk, I agree with Jen, maybe because we're both parents, that you can't change a mom! All right? We come how we come, and you fucking get used to it. I just feel like Jerome also has a problem with it, which is That's, why I'm yeah. like, I don't say break up with Jerome. I say just, like, talk my, to the mom. My gut says that oh, mom reads Dear Abby. Mom. I feel like this was a very oh. passive-aggressive way to get... Dear Abby to chime in. I would agree with you, but I'm 95% sure Dear Abby is a white dude who's 65. I agree too, but I feel like Jerome's mom doesn't know that. And 32-year-old, what was her acronym for like Jerome Baby Talk, blah da da in San Antonio? All grown up in Houston. All grown up in Houston. But clearly not. I feel like if this was my situation and I knew that this old lady was a typical old lady, I'd be like, I'm going to write Abby. 
And Abby's going to give out some hard truths, which are probably going to be on the side of the old lady because Abby is as old as dust. Uh, and then at least it's put, been put out on the table in like a pseudo-hypothetical situation. I don't know. I think Abby's going to tell her to just like suck it up if yeah. she really likes Jerome. I mean, if anyone saw our, our um, improv set, it got kind of real for a second. Uh, when I was like, you four-year-old, you shut your mouth. And that is kind of real sometimes to people. So baby talk? Thank you. <laughs> a not-white person with a not-white mother. <laughs> um, and honestly, baby talk? I would love for my mom to talk to me that way. No, 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 no. Not every day of your life and not in front of the man you're sleeping with. For five years. I feel like my advice to grown up in Houston would be to talk baby talk back. Yeah, like she needs advice. Give this person advice. I would say like meet up with her and be like, mm, how's retirement going? Are you lonely? Is your oh, God, husband? I can't take it. No. I'm just saying I'd probably teach her that baby talk's maybe not appropriate when you're having Jerome a dog and conversation. His mother in the you dust. still think break up with Jerome? I'm sorry, I'm brutal. I not, not romantic. I think there's uh <laughs> I think she should buy a, oh, mom a tiny fucking dog and be like, I know you love diminutively speaking down to things, so I bought you a fluffy fucking play toy so you could should speak you to your husband. exact <laughs> yeah, word? Yeah, yeah. Here's your fucking Listen. dog. <laughs> I bought um, you a tiny nothing dog. Okay, but so you can have your maternal instincts on blast all the time and you can trust your adult son to fucking wash his hair or whatever. Uh, I'm going I'm going to um, bring in the, the male perspective. Oh, thank oh, you good. so yeah, much, yeah. Ryan. We don't get enough of those. Oh, my God. Tell us everything. Put your leg up on the chair while you tell us. All right, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, you just I'm start gonna, talking. You I'm don't say male perspective. I'm going to you on your Instagram Okay, later. so th- no, no, so this is it. Um, this is what actually happened, I'm sure. So she... Oh, my God. Did everybody just hear that? <laughs> this, is, this is what gets cut out of the podcast, people. Well, actually... Well, actually, actually what happened? Could you baby voice because I feel like we'll understand it better. I just don't quite understand what you're saying. Come on, Ryan. Why don't you tell us a little story? You're such a good boy with your beard. You got yourself a podcast in its second season. Surely you have things to say. I bet the audience really wants to hear you tell us in a baby voice. All right, what I was going to say. Okay, a, a normal guy would step in and be like, "Hey, mom, like, cool it on that. Like, talk like a, t- talk like a human." Um, a normal, you don't think a normal guy would do that? I don't think, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, and so I think Jerome's encouraging his mom to do this. Probably. Oh my God! Stop. Well, actually. <laughs> I think that could be true. Like when the mom calls. Colleen, no. I think he's well. It's been thirty-two years. So 32 minus 5, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we assume Jerome is thir- around 32. And he hasn't 32. said anything to her e- even before he's met his current girlfriend. So he, she's probably calling, and he's, like, secretly, like, oh, thanks for calling, Mom. But like, oh, Mom, like, stop calling. But thanks for calling. I love you. Oh, I love you, Mom. So I, I dated one of those. It wasn't baby talk, but she did his laundry all the time. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, like you're in your mid to late 20s. It's weird. And he's like, I know, it's the worst, right? Like she just comes over to my house and does my laundry. It's like, you should tell her to stop. And he's like, yeah, okay. And it never stopped. And then one day I was talking to her about like, you know, she mentioned how she'd had a long day, but she had to stop to do laundry. And I was like, uh, huh? She was like, well, yeah. Like when I spoke to him on the phone, he said he didn't have, like his dress pants weren't clean. I was like, he was dropping fucking hints for you to come do his laundry? So that's the literal same thing. That he clearly was like, oh no, sweetie, I tell her I don't like it. And then on the phone, she's like, who's your little boy? (laughs) And you broke up with that guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, wait. Sorry. So the consensus For is to a list of reasons, but that was one of them. He shouldn't, like, she shouldn't try talking to them. I don't know why I'm defending their relationship so much. No. But they sound really happy otherwise. They should talk through his sexual desires and get on the same page. Do you want me to talk to you like a baby, Jerome? Because I'll spank you. And then that leads into an area. That wasn't what I thought you were talking about. Okay, so cutting Ryan's advice out, do we think that they should break up? This is what he tried out over the summer. This was his dirty No, Christina was trying things out. did it. He's like, yeah, I learned dirty words in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, All right, read the advice. So break up? Are we saying break up? I don't think they should break up. No, no break up. No break up? I say no break up. Well, you dream of having your mom do baby talk to you. So I'm going to say <laughs> hard breakup. Hard break. Hard breakup. Oh yeah, I'm into hard breakup. Breakup. I'm on the fence. Ryan's like use it in the bedroom. I'm like maybe talk to the mom and be like, hey, can you stop talking to us like we're children? Oh, that's gonna go so badly. Though. We don't know that. Yes. Oh, Have honey, you ever you, met an old upset, lady sweetie? who talks baby talk sweetie, to you're her thirty? Yeah, oh, no, someone's upset. It's gonna go badly. <laughs> okay, this is why. I don't break see anything wrong with that. Dear Abby says, Dear all grown up, I'm inclined to agree with your boyfriend's father. This is the way his wife is. Yeah. Part of the problem may be that you are complaining to the wrong people about the way she talks to you. Because you seem unable to change the way you feel and it's affecting how you behave toward your boyfriend's parents, tell her as diplomatically as possible that you feel disrespected when she uses baby talk with you. It's better than sulking, which may be why they think you don't like them and appears to be half true. Okay, Des, we're going to play that through just one second. You're going to be the mom. Oh, sweetheart. Thanks for wearing that sweater I bought you. Yeah, uh, if you, um... Use your your words, darling. I love love being your uh, daughter-in-law. It's been really nice. Oh, thank you so much. You're so good to me. Your son is great. I love your son. Yeah, I am, babe, babe, babe. Jerome, be quiet. I'm out. Um, so, so... you know, I'm I'm 40 because I, I you know I married an old, a younger man. Um, I thought it was 32 in the letter. Babe, you're 32. <laughs> I'm 32. I'm 32. Sorry. Um, no, but um, Colleen. I mean, no, that uh, Darlene. Um, <laughs> he just portmanteaued our names. <laughs> <laughs> Darlene, I'm gonna have to ask you because it's kind of it's starting to it's starting to get really like distracting. Like uh, I, uh-huh. I can't stop thinking about what, it. What is sweetie? I would just like you if you could just maybe like talk to 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 me and and your son like like I don't know like we're adults like. What do you mean I'm not talking to you like you're two little adults living Never in your change, little apartment? Mom. I love it. Right? I love it, mommy. You need to be more specific. Okay, like when he was going to the bathroom, you you said like, "How's your bummy?" Like, I needed I that. Well, support. you know he eats too much fiber. I have hemorrhoids. 
Yeah. Obviously, Jerome is the problem. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank, thank you to, to you. I don't want to end on I have hemorrhoids. Well, no, that's really good. That's not where I want I think, to I think we can out. Most of us here have moms, and those of us who have moms who have lived to an older age know that they are like the most immovable things like it's not old dog new tricks it's just these things are like stonehenge they've been there forever their qualities are set there's no way you're going to talk a mom out of any habit that has gone on for 30 some years i know and i'm not going to say like take it lying down i'm going to say fucking bye all right so i disagree with jennifer but it seems like i'll sticking it out though take both (laughs) she likes the baby talk though what if it was something you didn't like right Well, just break up with me. (laughs) And that's our show, guys. Thank you, the three of you. Yeah, thanks for coming up here. Ryan, that was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Let's do a live podcast every time. (laughs) I think it'll go really well. Um, I think it's over. Is it? Is that? Do we need to do anybody else? It's done. All right. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Have a good night. (laughs) 